Have you ever noticed or realized that society has normalized our suffering? Since we've started having periods, some of them are painful. And what do young girls do? They look to their moms, who their moms look to their grandmas, and they all had painful periods, and they just sucked it up. And so what do they tell the little girl starting her period? You just gotta suck it up. Get a heating pad, take some Motrin. And even throughout my career, when women would come in with heavy periods or they're laying in their office floor in the fetal position until their medicine kicks in, I'm looking at them like, oh my gosh, why are we putting up with this? And you know why? Welcome to Office Visits with Dr. V, your personal guide to wellness. Here's your host, the expert in all things menopause, periods, and pre-pregnancy health, Dr. V. Hey everybody, it's Dr. V, and today we are going to get into uh, the nuts and bolts of what perimenopause is and menopause is, and we're going to be uh, starting our journey to unlocking some of the secrets of how to thrive, how to thrive during this time of our lives. I will just say, if you're listening to this, you might, and well, let me say, if you're listening to this and you are um, in your 40s or 50s, you probably have had a discussion with women complaining about menopause. And I would just like for you to picture a world where it's not an issue. It's another transition. And actually, we look at it as a good thing. One thing I say about menopause is if you live long enough to go through it, you are blessed. You are alive. And so we don't necessarily um, want to look at this as a bad time and you stop having your periods. Ladies, most of us have been having our periods since we were 11 and 12 and now it stops and we never have it again. So there are some good things. There are some good things. I want to pose a question to you. Have you ever noticed or realized that society has normalized our suffering? Society has normalized our pain. That there are things that happen to our bodies and say, you know, that's just the way it is. You got to suffer through it. I know. Think about that. Since we've started having periods, some of them are painful. And what do young girls do? They look to their moms, who their moms look to their grandmas, and they all had painful periods, and they just sucked it up. And so what do they tell the little girl starting her period? You just got to suck it up. Get a heating pad. Take some Motrin. But this is just the way it is. Perimenopause. You're going to be crazy for a, a few years, and your sex life's going to go down and you're going to be having all these hot flashes and you're going to be moody. And that's just the way it is. There's nothing you can do. It's just a normal part of life. And so I want to put an end to that. And even throughout my career as an OBGYN, 20 years, I have always said, you don't have to live this way. When women would come in with heavy periods and you know, they're, they're bleeding through their clothes. They're taking a change of clothes everywhere, or they're laying in their office floor in the fetal position until their medicine kicks in. True story. True story. I'm looking at them like, oh my gosh, why are we putting up with this? And you know why? 
because we just have been told this is the way it is. And so you don't have to live this way. Tell your granddaughters, your daughters, your friends, tell everybody that if you are in pain and if your life is altered, there's always a solution to make it better. There's always a solution. Uh, and we owe it to you to help you figure that out. And so part of what I'm doing is uh, helping us figure that out. So first things first, this is a basic discussion about perimenopause versus menopause. And people actually have asked me, um, you know, what's the difference? And so we're going to talk about that today. Um, and we're going to break it down and make it simple. And you are going to remember it and not have any questions um, after you listen to this episode. All right, let's get into it. So what is perimenopause and menopause? To answer that question, we got to go back to the beginning. This is another thing that I've noticed that um, we're never taught what's going on with our body and we don't know our anatomy. Y'all, one of my pet peeves is to call the vulva the vagina. Like people call the whole thing, the whole female re reproductive system, their vagina. Can't stand that. But Dr. V is here to educate. No judgment, ladies. When you know better, you do better. Thank you, Maya Angelou. So uh, I first want to say the outside that you look at, the outside that you shave, that you can touch and feel, that is the vulva. The vagina is this long muscular tube that things go into. So it can be a tampon, it can be a penis. There are things that come out through the vagina. It's a passageway, like a baby, like menstrual blood, all right? That's what the vagina does. It's an amazing organ, and I don't have time to geek out and tell you guys about it, but I mean, it like has all these little ridges like an accordion and expands. It's very cool. All right. So the vagina, it doesn't have a door at the back, right? It's closed off. So sometimes people have said, you know, if I put something in my vagina, it's going to go into my abdomen. No, it's closed off because what's at the end of the vagina? It's the cervix, which is the opening to the uterus. That's the part of your body that dilates and lets the baby through. All right. And that's what we do a pap smear on because of cervical cancer. All right. I digress. I'm getting, I'm trying to get to the ovaries. You know, see, I'm working my way up. <laughs> I'm working my way up through the reproductive um, tract. So let me speed it up. Uterus, that is where the baby grows. That is where our menstrual blood builds up on the second half of our menstrual cycle. In the event that you get pregnant, it has a nice, warm, fluffy place for the fertilized egg to go to and get blood supply and nutrients. Listen to me closely. We're making it plain. The uterus does not make any hormones. The uterus does not make any hormones. The uterus just responds to what the ovaries tell it to do. That's it. So if you have a hysterectomy, it doesn't mean that you're going into perimenopause. Dr. V, you haven't even told us what perimenopause is. Okay, let me get to the ovaries. All right, fallopian tubes are branching off of the uterus. That's where the egg and sperm meet. Yes, egg and sperm meet in the fallopian tube. And if you go further, the eggs are in the ovaries. 
And there's a whole hormonal biochemical process um, that happens um, with your ovaries. So first your brain is talking to your ovaries and then your ovaries talk to your uterus and tell it what to do. But your ovaries also are producing other hormones that affect the rest of the body. Now, remember, this is a reproductive system. So we say it's producing sex hormones. So what it's producing is estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. Very simply, that's its job. All right. Part of what our reproductive system does is it wants us to get pregnant. So those sex hormones can increase our desire for sex. Uh, our estrogen can spike and that releases the egg. The progesterone goes up after the egg is released to keep the nice lining nice and fluffy and stable waiting for the baby. And if there's no baby, that progesterone level goes down and we have a period. Okay, so those are the three major hormones that are produced by the egg. So what is perimenopause? Perimenopause is the time of a woman's life where she starts to transition from her reproductive years to when she stops and has her last period. Okay. We have our period average age of 12. From 12 to about our 40s, we can have babies. And it's different for everybody. I'm just generalizing. 12 to our 40s, we can have babies. At some point, the shop is ready to close. Nobody thinks it's a good idea for you to be having babies at 60. So the system has to shut down, right? And so what happens is our ovaries and the eggs inside, um, they start to decline in function. They start to decline in function. Our body is so amazing that when our ovaries decline in function and they stop producing as much estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone, the body's like, okay, wait a minute, hold up, hold up, hold up. Y'all getting off track. I need some more estrogen. So the brain talks to the ovaries through a hormone called follicular stimulating hormone, FSH. This is the hormone that you might want to go in to your doctor and ask them to check to see if you're perimenopausal. FSH, follicular stimulating hormone. Think of it as a cheerleader with a big microphone. Hey, ovaries, what's going on down there? Let's get the game, get in the game. I was a cheerleader, like middle school, high school. I love that analogy. So the brain is yelling to the ovaries, get back in the game. And the ovaries are like, okay, okay, let's wake up. And then they start doing what they do. Sometimes they're startled back in, uh, to their jobs and they can overshoot and those hormones go back up. And then they're like, you know, we're tired now. So then they go back down again and the brain is like, okay, wait, wait, mm -mm, you're doing it again. So it spikes back up. So perimenopause is a time where your hormones are doing this. And because of that fluctuation, that causes you to have, um, changes throughout 
your body, throughout your mind. And it's not like you gradually are going down, right? It's this thing. And so perimenopause can be an interesting time. Um, and a lot of things can be happening to your body. There uh, supposedly are over 35 symptoms. And y'all, I'm 49 and I've had some of them. And I was like, what? I did not know that was a symptom. All right. So gosh, dizziness. I do Pilates and dizziness is not welcomed. Dizziness, never had it. Joint pain. Joint pain is also a symptom. Who knew? All right. So the common things, though, are hot flashes and night sweats. So hot flashes is when you get hot all of a sudden. You can get really, really hot or you can break out in a sweat. And this can happen at any time during the day. When they happen at night, which for a lot of women may be more common, it causes night sweats. And that's what we call vaginal dryness. All right. Again, the reproductive system is closing down. So as the hormones decline, our vagina loves estrogen. It needs estrogen. And so when we don't have estrogen, we can see some changes in our vagina and it can um, instead of that little, those ridges that I talked about and the accordion, it can start to get smooth and dry. Um, and it can, over time, it can close up y'all. And so definitely we'll have some episodes talking about sex, um, because you actually using your vagina through perimenopause and menopause is going to be very, very helpful. All right. So hot flashes, you can have mood changes. Um, you can have painful sex. Your sex drive can go down. Now, that's a whole nother conversation because a lot of women um, do not have um, orgasm during sex. So their desire for sex is low to begin with because, I mean, let's just face it, they're not getting anything out of it except for some intimacy with their partner. Uh, I'm just keeping it plain. I won't say that you're not getting anything out of it. But you know what I mean. So this time of your life, your sex hormones that are really kind of boosting you up to want to have sex, those are declining. So that can potentially um, get even worse. And let me just tell you, it does not have to be that way. It does not have to be that way because sex is a complicated thing. Sexual desire, sexual arousal is a complicated thing. And you don't just need your ovaries and your hormones to do that. It can all happen in your mind, right? I have several 60 and 70 year olds that are having great sex and they don't have estrogen and they don't have testosterone. Now, all right, little secret. For some women, there is a time where your sex drive can go up during perimenopause because your estrogen levels can be down and your testosterone levels can be higher and it dominates. And like men, who potentially think about sex way more than we do when that testosterone is elevated, you can actually have an increase in your sexual desire. And so um, there, there is a short window of time. I've talked to several women, to a lot of women, and there is that window for most of us. And so if you can catch it and recognize it, then you can take advantage of it and start to really learn your body, learn to enjoy sex. So as you go into um, menopause, your sex life can be better. All right. 
weight gain, weight gain, weight gain, weight gain is also another symptom of uh, perimenopause. So I think I've covered the, the major ones. And a lot of people are asking like, what is happening? And that is what is happening. Your hormones are fluctuating and um, they ultimately are declining. And so let's get to the definition of menopause. Menopause is when you have not had a period for one whole year. When you have not had a period for one whole year, okay? So it is the hallmark of your last period. It's, it's the last period of your reproductive life. Yay! Oh, happy day, right? Well, some of those menopause, perimenopausal symptoms continue through menopause. So when you stop and have your last period and it's been a year, it's not like, you know, good night folks, the show is over. It's like, no, it can continue because perimenopause um, really encompasses the time around menopause. And so for a lot of us, the, the biggest time is when we're having those fluctuations initially. When our body, when we're not used to that, our hormones used to stay nice and high. But now, um, you know, perimenopause is, and then menopause is, you've gone down and they stay down. And so some of the things that we need to know for menopause is that we need to be increasing our muscle mass. We need to be exercising and walking because our bone density can decline. Estrogen is a hormone that helps make our bones stronger. And so when you don't have that, it potentially can cause your bones to become softer and easier to break. Your muscle mass declines. And so your balance, you know, and the support of your joints can be an issue and that can cause pain. And so increasing your muscle mass will help with your mobility. It'll help with your balance. Um, and y'all, we just going to look better if we're toned. Um, but you got to have that muscle mass also to just keep that metabolism up, keep that furnace burning. Another thing that happens is that, you know, 50s, 60s, you're in, you have an increased risk of cardiovascular issues. And so what do most people die of in America, male or female, is heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, things like that. And so exercising, eating right, which is including whole foods, fruits and vegetables, increased fiber are going to help all of that, all of that. So I kind of gave you a little bit more than the definition. I wanted to kind of just kind of show you what the perimenopausal period looks like and the menopausal period looks like. So again, menopause is when you have had your last period, and you have not had a period in a whole year. Perimenopause is that transition to stopping your periods where your uh, hormone levels fluctuate in your ovaries. All right, last tidbit I will say, if you are starting to notice changes, like your periods are starting to change, maybe they're getting heavier or they're spacing out. Every time you have a period, you need to circle on a calendar or put it in your phone when that period happened. Because once you have had no period for a whole year, you are officially menopausal. If you start having bleeding after the menopausal period, 
then that deserves investigation. We usually are making sure that you don't have endometrial cancer or polyps that can put you at risk for endometrial cancer. So be marking that, marking that on your calendars uh, and counting down and counting down to the day that you don't ever have a period again. All right. So we know the definition of perimenopause, menopause. We know some of the symptoms. What can you expect? Ah, next episodes, we're going to break down our symptoms and how we can treat them and how we can manage them and even maybe stop them, stop them all together. So we can do, we'll talk about medications, but I'm really going to put a lot of emphasis on what you can do with your lifestyle to help yourself feel better, look better, think better, sleep better. Oh man, there's so many things that you can do. All right, so stay tuned. Stay tuned to more of Office Visits with Dr. V as we, gosh, walk down this path together. If you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe uh, and like hit that little bell thing. I think it's a bell thing for notifications so um, that you will not miss an episode because I'm giving it to you, ladies. I am giving it to you. We are going to thrive through perimenopause and menopause. So if you have any questions or topics that you want to hear, you can put it in the comments. You can contact us through uh, Office Visits with Dr. V website. All of that will be down below. I am looking forward to, um, to this journey that we're all taking together. And I look forward to your questions and your comments and even to things that you have done that have proven to be helpful. We are going to learn from one another. This is going to be a safe place. So until next time, this is Office Visits with Dr. V. Take care. You've been listening to Office Visits with Dr. V. For more insights and health empowerment, subscribe to our podcast. Here's to your health, body, mind, and spirit.